Welcome to the Untitled Cinema Gals Project, the podcast dedicated to discussing film, television, and the people who make them. I'm one of your hosts, Morgan, and this is Jels. Hi, Morgan. I'd hey, ask Chelsea. how you are, but we've been gossiping for the last hour. We have been gossiping. Uh, uh, I guess next time we'll just do XOXO Gossip Girl when we sign on. <laughs> That's so true. Nobody's safe anymore. Nobody. Um... <laughs> But yeah, nice to virtually see you after some time apart. You've been busy watching Drag Race. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I do anymore. And I'm having so much fun talking about it and just bringing, I say I'm forcing my friends to talk to me about Drag Race and it's a great time for me. Wonderful. If you could be like a faux queen, what would your faux queen name be? Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. This feels like there needs to be a prompt. How they have, like, porn name prompts. There needs to be, like, a drag queen prompt. There should be. Oh, my goodness. Morgan, do you have a drag queen name? I'm, like, really thinking. Well, so I would kind of like to steal. I knew someone who sometimes did drag at my college's drag shows. And, uh... They went by Zsa Zsa Lahore, and I feel like that's a really classy one. That is very classy. Thank you. I I just don't have anything good ever. I just like, is there a giraffe pun out there? Because I love giraffes. I love turtles. I don't know. Listeners, viewers, readers. Um, if you are viewing, have fun. But um. What is my drag name? What do you think? Go listen to the Drag Race episodes and let me know. Perfect. Yeah. Or should I just be McBitch because we're about to talk about a real bitchy person? We are. We are. Shall we dive in? Let's just dive right into this witch's cauldron. Oh, my favorite. Speaking of witch's cauldrons, do you ever think about that book from our childhood about the village witch who made so much spaghetti that she drowned everyone because honestly yes because that's how I want to go like I told you how I thought I was gonna die this past weekend just tired Mm -hmm. exhausted and I'm like no that that seems like the ideal way to die just like drowning in pasta well, I would like to be the witch that makes all the pasta. So you can, you can kill me in like a giant vat of pasta. That's fine. I'm on I'm on a different side of the country. So if you just that's true. We're in time zones, different time zones. So if you hear something happening in my time zone of a witch named Morgan drowning a town in a spaghetti, bring the parmesan. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we are talking about witches. We're talking about uh, really unstable marriages and uh, Scotland. That's yeah. right. We're talking about The Tragedy of Macbeth, the 2001 film from uh, 2001? 2021. Time is a social construct. Okay. <laughs> I'll cut that. Don't worry. No, keep it. Keep it. I'll keep it. <laughs> keep it. <laughs> 
this is what happens when chelsea has been watching Drag Race and Morgan has been at Suntance. Yeah, I don't know we what day of the week it is. We don't know what's happening. No. But we do know that we are talking about 2021's The Tragedy of Macbeth from writer and director Joel Cohen. Singular Cohen. Yeah, flying solo. And obviously it's written on uh, everyone's least favorite uh, homework assignment, uh, Macbeth by William Shakespeare. Though actually I, I didn't have to read Macbeth in high school. Uh, Morgan, would you like me to tell the story about how I, I had to read yeah, it? Would love, love that. So imagine Chelsea, she's a senior. She's been the same height since. And um, her teacher gave us the manga book version of Macbeth and stuff because she's like, y'all have read enough of the actual play version we're gonna spice it up I'm gonna be the cool teacher and we get to the part where it's like yo the only person who can like kill this dude was not born of a woman and she's like really taunting us being like y'all are never gonna guess how this goes how's it gonna happen what's gonna what's going on what does that mean like genuinely taunting us and me being the asshole I am I was like uh, it's just a C-section. It's not that deep. I told my teacher that and she was so angry at me. <laughs> she was like, how did you know this? And like, it really like took her for a spin that like she taunted us for several minutes. And then I just like me in the back spouting that out. Like, she's like, did you read the end? And I'm like, no, my brother was a C-section baby. And they like make Macbeth jokes all the time at the hospitals when they do that like hush I didn't tell her to hush in that moment I just was like over it in your mind you said hush but yes I mean I did but yes I did say it's not that deep because Shakespeare we've said he's just good rhythm and dick jokes it's true it's true uh we'll say big ups thank you uh bill for amazing films like uh 10 things i hate about you and she's the man iconic but so let's talk about the scottish play (laughs) what what were your thoughts just some overall thoughts about macbeth i said this on twitter i am not a Shakespeare bitch like we had to read so much of it in high school and then we had to watch every single filmed version of what we just watched to the point like I just like will never watch a Romeo and Juliet anymore like even West Side Story really is testing me like sorry to the new one but uh, <laughs> I'm so, so sorry to that film I'm sorry to that <laughs> film I'm so mean tonight but this one I'm like Again, I don't really care because I've seen this before, but I'm like, oh, this is a very beautifully shot and so well acted film. And I'm kind of jealous that high schoolers get to watch this version. And like, y'all, I had to watch the Mel Gibson Hamlet because the other Hamlet my teacher realized was way too long and we would not be able to finish it. So he literally paused it put in the Mel Gibson one because his original plan was for us to watch both and he's like I don't have that much time and I'm like you were gonna let us watch two movies sir but this is like under two hours what it's under two hours it's shot in black and white 
It is crisp. Crisp. I will say this is the last film that I saw in uh, the hellish year of 2021. Uh, I actually got to see it in a movie theater, which was pretty dang exciting. And And I'm very jealous because I bet it is gorgeous on a big screen. Gorgeous. All of the very old people who were there clapped at the end. So that's how good it is. Uh, I'm not surprised that you're much like me, one of those people who watches a bunch of movies with a bunch of old people. Yeah, I think I was the youngest person there by about 30 years. Yeah. And honestly, that's my crown. I love that. I just loved how it's a beautifully shot film, but it's also very unglamorous in many ways. It's like I saw very distinct peach fuzz on Frances McDormand's face. And I'm like, this is very like it is a little detail that just delights me because I'm like, yes, people were not the most pristine, clean persons in the world. And I love being able to see people being people. Morgan, I'm going to ask you a question, though. Yeah. Normally, when people do these Macbeth recreations or anything, they cast young, hot people. Even Saoirse Ronan did a stage version recently and was the lady. Um, What do you think of the film since it's aged up and it's Denzel and Francis and it's not just like sexy, sexy people and dumb men? It's old people and dumb men. Yeah, I think obviously most of the cast is um, older. I mean, you probably only have like Malcolm and Macduff kind of being the stereotypical in their 30s for um, literally every other character. Also, Corey Uh, Hawkins, very hot. Very hot. Dudley Darcy, just as hot. Like I mean, in his own way. A lot of people very hot in this movie. Very hot. Um, but I think what it does is it just kind of adds to the it kind of breaks away the stereotype of Shakespeare because we think that Shakespeare is a very specific age range. Cause I also look at like Romeo and Juliet as an example, because we make them older all the time when literally they are dumb, dumb children. They're literally children. They're literally children. And I feel like if you are a Lord with as much prestige as someone as Macbeth, you're not going to be 30 years old. We are 30 years old. We are not people that would own a castle at this time if we lived in not in this economy, not Not in this economy. Market crashes and housing bubbles and student debt. No, like there is. We just want healthcare with dental and vision. Please, I mean honestly, though, like I look at people who are thirty years old, and I'm like, I used to think that that was old, and now I look at us, and I'm like, we are just idiots whose lower back hurts a little bit more often than before i mean that's true i did have lucky charms for breakfast yesterday and was real jazzed see so i think by aging it up a bit you kind of get to understand especially Macbeth's road to madness because he feels that he is owed something and yes that is also like a 30 white male mentality to have but especially in kind of a Elizabethan time like you paid Mm -hmm. your dues like you did stuff there was an order to succession and Macbeth 
kind of being overlooked for the prestige that he wanted, that makes so much more sense that he is in his 60s rather than in his late 20s, early 30s. And it just made sense to me that Lady Macbeth, that she was just so scheming in many ways because they don't have really anything left and it's like what what what's their legacy gonna be what is this shame upon them in many ways it just feels like they're full of shame and regret and they're just making like these really idiotic in many ways but like it feels like the decisions to like kill and like be so manipulative are some things that come with age Mm-hmm. And like well, being and able to be smart and navigate all of that. And if they were younger, they could feasibly still have children to then carry on a legacy. But having them as older, like that very um, easy option for legacy building is out the window. Like they don't have children. They don't have someone to like carry on their name or to do something greater to then provide them with protection it's just the two of them and by having people in their 20s and early 30s playing that that's still very much an option it's kind of like well why would you descent into madness when you can just build a family which is what every other person in this time would have done to then be like well hope this person makes it past a year old so then that way we can have a familial legacy yeah. and someone to take care of And it's of like, us. they're just trying to gather so much power and they're so greedy, but it's because they don't have anything else and that's the only thing they can get. And I really like seeing it as an older, like, couple, we'll say, going through this because normally when it's like Macbeth and Lady Macbeth and stuff, it just feels like a really dumb young guy and some really hot wife who's manipulative and almost Mm -hmm. like the femme fatale trying to manipulate everything because you want gain and that is something like that is pretty good in movies if you can play it right but it's also just really old and there's nothing fresh or new about it so again seeing this as a fresh take especially so beautifully shot like just seeing the dead in Denzel's eyes whenever he is stabbing the guy in the neck and it's not like very precise and strong because you see where like he tries to stab him and he the knife just like falls down his throat a little he's not very like sure in his action and then it's like very slowly kills him and stabs him in the neck I'm like that is so beautifully shot I don't know why Mm -hmm. it like it looks like mistakes and stuff but it feels so purposeful Yeah, and I mean, even with um, kind of like later on too, because again, Scottish king becomes king through assassination and then delves into madness. You know, when he's fighting people, like it's once again, not in precision. It is just kind of in, oh, well, none of these people can kill me. So I'll just attack them. And yeah, I feel arrogant about it, but I also don't feel like this need to sit there and ensure that this person dies quickly because no one can kill me. Um, And that scene towards the end where he's just kind of like the whole castle is being 
uh, bombarded by Malcolm and Macduff's army is incredible. That set that they built with the throne and everything, it's just spectacular. And I think what also adds to it is you actually see the death of Macduff like son and his family being attacked Mm -hmm. and everything and it's like yes we cut away before the wife's killed and stuff but they literally throw a child into like smoke and flame and it's like oh there's actual consequence there's a little that adds emotional depth Mm -hmm. to it all so that's just something that you generally can't do on stage I always think back to um are you sure we can't throw children into fire on stage I mean, it's probably not a good idea. I don't think SAG AFTRA and the uh, what's the the, the theater union? Yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone Sorry, is. Sorry, Grace, in, we don't that. remember words. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, I don't think unions approve of small children being yeeted into fire on stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. I, and it makes me think of uh, when Lin-Manuel Miranda did Drunk History and talked about uh, Alexander Hamilton when he came to America was literally on a flaming ship. And he was like, you have to sing about it. You can't actually have flames on stage like that. Um, so that I think that's one of the things that I always love so much about... Um, like stage to film adaptations is the ability to kind of expand the world a little bit even if it I mean like obviously this entire film was shot on sound stages and queens which love that but um you know you get to have a little bit more texture that is normally spoken or discussed about because you can't again just throw a child into fire on stage to say hey there's consequences here and in film you can actually show that yeah and like you can actually see the close-ups and like the shifting of the eyes and the madness and like the withering hands and I just really I'm a big fan of this it's like I'm probably not going to watch this too many more times but if it's like if I throw it on I'm not going to be sad about it I'm gonna actually like like point at things and be like oh this is so well done or if I'm teaching a film class and it's like about editing or visual effects or something or even filming in a studio on a soundstage it's like I really appreciate these details because one thing is like I like that they filmed it in a soundstage and I know a lot of people don't like staging of things but it also made it feel like it's not just you're off in Scotland it felt like we are in another realm and stuff. It's like not even of our earth. It just feels like a wholly different place with all these people and we are not playing by the same rules. So I really appreciate that. Also, you can control so much more of the environment there and it is so much more fun than just seeing like, I love beautiful films. Again, I love Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, go shoot all that stuff. Most people don't know how to film landscape and scenery very Mm -hmm. interestingly the Coens can I mean they're great at everything but I'm like I really like that they challenge themselves and put this inside somewhere yeah absolutely and speaking of challenging themselves um I think Catherine Hunter probably gives one of the best scene stealing performances in a film from last year as the witches 
what do you think about uh, Catherine Hunter's performance? Yeah, I was trying to figure out where I know her from, and it is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. She plays the uh, Mrs. Fig. Um, but yeah, y'all, whenever she's picking up digits with her toes and like spitting stuff out, and I'm like, mm, this is disgusting. You're doing the assignment, baby girl. You know exactly what's going on. You're putting your whole foot into that, literally. And again, so cool. And for an actual supporting actress to get some awards for being supporting, I appreciate it. I don't believe in category fraud and stuff because that those are just political Hollywood terms, lead and supporting. It's like based on who gets paid historically, but yeah. I would love for her to just sneak on in there and just be one of our wonderful working actresses and get some recognition because she is dynamite. Yeah, because I mean, she really is kind of like the catalyst throughout the film. She helps with the shifts of, which is what the witches did um, in the play, which they were basically prophesizing all of the events that we see, which are normally done, it's normally done by like a chorus. And so like having the witches um, be that chorus for this play um because obviously you don't need a chorus when you already have three witches to be like the same person and to see Mm -hmm. her dressed up as like the old man later on it's really fun because you do feel like yes she's prophesizing but also she's a sneaky bitch look out Mm -hmm. and just uh, her body movements are the contortions that she does the um there, there's one frame of her as like the triple witches that looks like something out of a Bergman film. And it's just beautifully shot. It is so beautifully shot, everything. <laughs> just like even the shot where you can just see the shadows from the archways. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why is this so beautiful? I just don't understand. Yeah, but yeah, would love to see Catherine Hunter get some love we he see that Denzel Washington is getting some appreciation which I'm all for that my hot take is if Andrew Garfield doesn't win for tick tick boom who that's who I want to win for um I actually liked his movie and for hot people reasons um I want Denzel to win because I think Denzel want him to win for something that he's actually passionate about. And he's such a passionate theater actor. I don't want to dismiss his glory win because I think he's fucking fantastic in that film. Another film I had to watch every year in high school because that's the film they showed you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just feel like he should win awards for things that he's actually amazing at. I thought he should have won for Fences because I'm like, he is so good at saying these words and making you believe them. And everything he does, it's like, again, he can give you the Denzel performance you expect, but he also just has so many different layers. Like Fences is so different from Macbeth and it's different from Training Day. So I just love him and I think one of the things that I love about this casting and not to be a white lady that makes it about race but Shakespeare is very typically a very white medium and it does not have to be and I love the choices that Joel Cohen and the casting directors made to have this be a multiracial 
retelling of oh, yeah. Macbeth. And it's I not- gotta give Fran credit too because her and Joel are co-producers on this and yeah. she is friends with Denzel and stuff. And it's like we just like everybody just forgets because he's such a movie star that Denzel is one of our greatest theater actors. That is his passion. And it's like, why the fuck not have him be every single Shakespearean role? He is one of our greatest actors. So I, I, again, I love this. I love Corey Hawkins in this. I love that nobody has a English accent properly. They're all over the place, just using their regular voices. Mm -hmm. Like it's just wherever you at, let's go. Yeah, because I think that that's kind of the other thing too is it is the Scottish play and you would have to have a Scottish brogue for this. And I'm sorry, we do not need a chicken run version of Macbeth. Like we don't need these super stereotypical Scottish accents. Exactly. And that's also how they've kept this so white for so long because I know Europe is diverse, but also the arts in Europe is very white and just culturally like there's so many barriers so I'm very glad that one Francis told her husband you need to make this film for me and also they're like we don't give a fuck we're gonna cast the best people in the world yeah and I mean that also is a testament to the very public um commitment that Francis McDormand made of Mm -hmm. you know look at who you're bringing into the conversation look who's coming onto your films look who look at the people who who you're with and make an effort to make it more reflective of the world in which we live is this the most diverse Cohen film ever probably probably thanks Fran we love you I'm not a historian but I feel like Fran's like yes I'm gonna just invite all my friends to do this also for the gossip um i heard that when joel cohen and francis mcdormand started dating he used to quote shakespeare at and with her in order to woo her oh yeah it was like shakespeare and like books and poetry and everything and it was like he was really trying to attract her like with intelligence and I'm like that is so hot yeah so we we love a hot smart couple um love this film are there any this is a little mini so so I mean is there anything else that we need to add other than this is on apple tv plus and if you have the means to watch it we highly recommend I mean it is just such a beautiful film. I wish more people were just like not writing it off as like the Shakespeare thing. I get it. I write off a lot of Shakespeare, but I think this one really like, if you're having trouble, just turn on subtitles. I learned how to do that with my Siri Apple TV today or yesterday. I don't remember time. Oh no, just give this film more consideration because it is so beautifully made and we should be so happy when there's good Shakespeare films and not just Kenneth Branagh making whatever the heck he wants. Absolutely. 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 Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us for our little mini-sode. We'll be back. Kels, for sure, we'll be back with more Drag Queen. And we'll be oh, back absolutely. With more fun stuff. So, thanks, everyone. Bye!
Thanks for listening to the Untitled Cinema Gals Project. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show on your favorite platform. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at at CinemaGals, where we'll link to our other podcasts and writing. And thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.